It's Sunday in the octave of Christmas. Welcome to today's Christmas cast. This is Father John Zulsdorf. From the Church's Year of Grace by Pius Parsh. The intro it. While all things were in quiet silence, and the night was in the midst of her course, your almighty word leapt down from heaven, from your royal throne, O Lord. A splendid text, inviting us to pause a moment in holy contemplation at the crib. We are standing before the crib in the holy night. The noise of the world has ceased. It seems as if mankind were holding their breath. Presently we see the Son of God come down upon the earth. However, it is not the child, but God's almighty word that descends from the royal heights of heaven, exchanging a throne for a crib. Have you ever given thought to the other thrones which Christ wishes to ascend? I have counted six. Of the first, the intro it tells, Upon that throne the second divine person sat from eternity. From there he took part in governing the world and creation. There, too, the work of redemption was determined. The second throne was the stable's mean crib. The hard straw, the poor swaddling clothes, the raw wind were mankind's reception committee. But Jesus wanted to exchange this throne for one still harder, the cross. To it, the aged Simeon clearly alludes when he says in the gospel, this child is set for a sign that shall be contradicted. All life long, Jesus looked steadfastly towards this throne because from it he desired to draw all things to himself. Upon the fourth throne he sits in his glorified humanity, his reward in heaven for the hard work of redemption. On earth he retains a very precious throne, the altar. To it he descends at every mass, for it is his delight to dwell among the children of men. This throne looms large at the offertory of today's mass. From here Christ distributes his graces. The sixth throne is our human heart. What good would be the thrones of crib or cross if he were not permitted to reign in our hearts? To enter the throne of your heart, he conceals himself in the mystery of the Eucharist. Keep that throne always in readiness for his coming. Remember the words of the offertory, Thy throne, O Lord, is prepared. The martyrs are given to the world that they may continue the ministry of Christ on the earth by bearing testimony to his word and by confirming this testimony by their blood. The world has despised them. Like their divine master, they have shone in the darkness, and the darkness has not understood their light. Nevertheless, many have received their testimony, and the seed of the martyr's blood has brought forth in them the rich fruit of faith. The synagogue was cast off by God for having shed the blood of Stephen, after having imbrued its hands in that of Jesus. Unhappy they who cannot appreciate the martyrs. 
Let us who are Christians take in the sublime lessons taught us by their generous sacrifice, and let our respect and love for them testify that we are grateful for the noble ministry they have fulfilled and are still fulfilling in the Church. The Church is never without martyrs, just as she is never without miracles. It is the twofold testimony that she will give to the end of time by which she evidences the divine life she has received from her Almighty Founder. During the offertory, the Church once more proclaims the merits and the glorious death of Stephen, and by this she teaches us that the sacrifice of the Holy Deacon is united with that of Jesus himself. Oremus, elegerot apostoli Stephanum Levitam, plenum fide et spiritu sancto, quem lapidavero judei orantem niticentem, Domine Iesu, accipe spiritu meum. Alleluia. Let us pray. The apostles chose Stephen to be a Levite, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, whom the Jews stoned, praying and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Alleluia. <laughs> 